Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth podcast, where we explore the travel lifestyle. Please subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher. Check out our website, wtepodcast.com. I'm Mike Margulies. I'm in Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, my guest today is Tom Allen, calling in from London, England. Tom, how are you doing, man? Hey, I'm, I'm pretty good, Mike. How, how are you? I'm fantastic, dude. Um, so folks listening at home, uh, Tom is a traveler. Uh, and a filmmaker, and a writer. You can check out um, all of his content at his website, which is tomsbiketrip.com. Uh, Tom's known for his film Janiper, which documented his bicycling trip slash love story. He also has two newer films, I guess, Karoon and Rio Santa Cruz. That's actually, you just finished editing, you said, yesterday, or the first cut of it. Um, it. So lots of different cool projects. Um, and I, I don't know, for me, man, I, I really respect what you're doing uh, in the sense that you have made this travel lifestyle and found a way to turn the travel itself into a business for, you know, you're turning away to uh, have the travel, fund the travel, and also get out like positive, really interesting stories and messages. So much respect to you, man. Hmm. Yeah, th- thanks. It's been it's been very very difficult to do. You know, it's it's definitely not uh, come about uh, particularly smoothly or, or quickly. You know, right. It's, um, it's always <laughs> a learning process, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really it really has been. And you know, I, I started out just traveling for the sake of traveling, and, and a lot of all the travel I do is still that. And you know, it's that that's at the core of it all. Mm. I've just. Um, you know, I've just had to try and find a way to to make it financially self-sustaining. I think I think is the is what it comes down to. Um, yeah. So that I don't have to stop doing it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So are you at a point now where it is kind of self-sustaining? Yeah, I, I you know I, I used to work. Um, I used to basically stop traveling, uh, get contract work, um, which was something completely unrelated to traveling. It was web mm. development. Um, it was know, work you could do like for a laptop or something though while traveling. Yeah, it was it, it was it was it was online and so a digital could, nomad lifestyle. Pretty much, although I didn't really uh, I don't think that they'd invented the phrase at the po- at that point. Right. But, um, <laughs> it's um it, it it served to top up my bank balance so I could then go off and have um, have new adventures. Right. Um, but you know it was it was so much screen time and um, ultimately it wasn't really very fulfilling. So. Mm. Being the idealist that I am, I, I really wanted to try and see if I could make travel actually at the core of the work that I did as well. Right. Yeah, and it sounds like, I mean, so you're doing it, which is really awesome. Um, and yeah, I mean, so I, I'm curious, so what is your, I'm familiar with Janiper, mm-hmm. um, which is, uh, I guess that was like 10 years ago at this point when it happened, your bicycling trip, but I guess it's how you found your now wife, is that accurate? That's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, right. the, <laughs> the, the story started pretty much nine years ago, um, and the film came out three years ago. So it's it's it was a long, long project, right. and increasingly it feels like it's receding into the distance. But it's also been pretty successful as, as, as a story and as a film, and so that's the way in which a lot of people seem to come across what I'm doing. Yeah. So I've... it's always going to be relevant for that reason. Yeah, I think that's really awesome. I haven't personally seen the film yet, but uh, my co-host Justin um, has seen it a couple times, and he raves about it. And I, I need to uh, get it on my soon-to-watch list. It sounds like a really, it just sounds like you captured a really cool story arc there. Um, you know, mm. it's not more. It's I guess a lot of times, right? The travel comes down to the relationships, and so that's. Uh, it seems like you captured that quite in the essence right there. 
Yeah, that seems to be what happened. It was it was all a bit random, really, because I I, I was take I was carrying a video camera on this you know three and a half year long bicycle journey, um, which ended up going all over the place and had you know it looked nothing like the one I'd planned at all, like all of the best adventures, I suppose. Mm, um, yep. But I I never had this. Oh, I'm going to make a you know I'm going to make a feature film out of all of this thought in my head. It was just. I liked the process of capturing stuff, and I liked the uh, the the creative side of right. of it, and it was a great hobby. So the fact that it then became a film was pretty was a bit of a surprise, right? You know, and and and, and definitely not what I was thinking it might become at the time. That's really cool and inspiring, actually, because I had there bits of film. I I did I had a video camera with me when I was like traveling around and. You know, it makes me wonder. Maybe I could take all these bits of film and turn it into something. Like, mm. so I don't know. You're, uh, maybe I should play. With, should play with that myself. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think I was lucky that I gave when I gave all this footage to a friend who's a filmmaker. He mm. saw this. He saw this story in it, which I really hadn't. I really hadn't seen at all. Um, and I guess you know that's the that's the benefit of having someone to collaborate with. Right. Um, and you know, so, someone who kind of. Is, is in that world and is looking for stories. Yeah. So, because I, well, I, I certainly would never have come across it myself or, or made anything of it. Well, that's kind of the nature of collaboration in general and kind of the beauty of it, right? Is so different people are bringing different things to the table, and one, you know, the partner in the creative project might see something that the other person didn't see at all. And then, like, the sum ends up being greater than the parts. Um, yeah, totally. Um, that was. Yeah, you know, that that really makes me think of the last big expedition type uh, journey I did because you know I do, I do plenty of traveling just for you know for the sake of it. So, you mm. know, it was pretty pretty laid back, just you know couch surfing and traveling around and just living. But um, occasionally I end up doing some kind of slightly extreme adventure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the last one I went on, I went on as a filmmaker. And the actual trip was someone else's idea completely, and I would—it was something I'd never have done if it had just been me. It was—it was totally out there, um, and it was yeah, riding a horse across uh, southern Patagonia. Ah, is this what the new film is about? Yeah, it's what the what the film that I'm in the middle of editing, or I've just finished the first draft of editing. Cool. It's it's it's, it's the um, the trip that that film follows. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. looking right now at the image on, on Rio of Rio. What is it? Rio Santa Cruz film. That mm. movie.com is where I'm that's, looking at that's it. That's right. Yeah. And it's a big image of you um, kind of on a horseback. It's really on like a, is this a beach kind of with like, with like a mountain? It, I, I can't, it's a really interesting landscape actually. I've never been to this part of Patagonia. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not the part of Patagonia that gets a lot of tour, uh, tourism. There's, there's the famous glaciers, um, of course, and, and the mountain range. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't go to see the steppe area, you know, the kind of the, the treeless plains, um, and very, very few people go over to the Atlantic coast, uh, and that's where that, that shot's from. Um, and you have something that looks looks quite a lot like uh, the south coast of, of England, actually, with the White Cliffs of Dover, mm. or at least <laughs> the first British explorers uh, who went there in the 1830s, that's what they thought. Ah. Um, and that was what we were trying to do. We were, we were trying to follow the journey that was made by... Um, Captain Robert Fitzroy and, and Charles Darwin, who when he was twenty three ah. years old, and they were charting this coastline as part of the the voyages of the Beagle, and so our journey was uh, following one of their little kind of forays into into the interior of Patagonia along along this river, the Rio Santa Cruz. So, 
quite a yeah quite a random idea for a journey yeah um, and it, it all kind of came out of um the, the brain of the guy who was leading the expedition uh, leon who's, who's a good friend of mine and, that's and awesome <laughs> I, went, I went along to film it so I ended up riding a horse across Patagonia just kind of with about six weeks notice and having never ridden a horse before it was all all pretty wow random. so completely almost spontaneously around <laughs> you're on this trip um yeah as, as spontaneous yeah spontaneous is something that's that complicated can ever be you know you, yep. you can't just you need to arrange quite a lot of stuff when this horse is involved yeah um, but yeah six weeks from the well idea yes as spontaneous as you can be with this kind of thing i suppose yeah, <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah yeah it was uh, it was it was to, to, like i say to, totally random and quite out of the blue but also a fantastic adventure and a lot of new stuff that i'd never done before which is which is always good. It's it's always good to, to use travel to, to push yourself a little bit. Absolutely, and I just really uh, I'm struck by the image and kind of this juxtaposition of things that I normally wouldn't associate together. You know, it's like kind of like a beachy thing, but there's also a mountain and there's also two dudes with horses. Like, mm. and it's kind of like this strange, yeah, juxtaposition of images. Uh, I don't know. There's something really striking and cool about that, though. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm drawn in, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, cool, good to know. It's a fascinating area, it really is, and um, yeah, looking forward so, to getting that film out. Yeah, I mean, what can you give us, kind of like a preview of like what that, you know, the story in that film, or what that, or the experience, yeah. It's, it's, it's following uh, Leon, who's the, who's the guy, uh, who's the guy in the photo on the horse with the silly hat. Ah, yeah, the cowboy. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly, and it's. Um, you guys both have kind of hats on here, yeah, like a. Oh well, um, I think the other guy. There was so there were three of us. We had an, we had an Argentinian kind of uh, gaucho ah. with us as well. Um. So I, was, ah, okay. I think I took that photo. Oh, you, so you're the one behind the camera in this one. I think so. Yeah. Ah, okay. Cool. Uh, but so the story is is really um, about traveling through this wilderness area. It's quite. It's a totally uninhabited area. We were we were out of contact of people and roads and electricity and mobile signal, all of that for about two weeks. Um, off completely um, off grid. Completely and utterly off grid now. Which is um, great. That's good. Cool experience. <laughs> yeah, but but also uh, slightly sadly, the that, that whole region is going to be going to be flooded because they're about to dam the river. Um, they're going to build two pretty enormous dams. Hmm. Um, and that's going to put paid to roughly roughly two thirds of the valley is going to is going to end oh, up wow. underwater. So this so, won't exist as it is now for much longer. No, I mean we we went there thinking we would pretty much be the last people who were able to do such a journey. Wow. Um, and Leon really wanted to to just document what right. it was like, um, and also have a look at how it had changed since these old school explorers were there. Which it turns out it, very little has changed. Mm. But the uh, you know the imminent future of this place is going to be r radically different, um, and there's a lot of question marks over whether it's a good idea or not. Um, right. Am amongst the locals and amongst uh, Argentinians, and definitely amongst environmentalists, um, which we really aren't. But we we did just want to go there and try and try and just just see what it's like, and right. and, and, and and try and figure out what, what's going on that causes people to want to to kind of prioritize you know, energy generation over the, you know, preservation of these natural, these mm. natural wildernesses. 
because um, it's something that's happening all over the all over the world. That, right. that, that that sacrifice is being made over and over and over again, and you know, there's some typical questions there, and whether or not it's the right, the right thing to do. Right. I, I like that how you're kind of just like exploring the question there, though, too, right? You kind of like this is what it is. These are the reasons, and the, it sounds like you're just kind of presenting it. And I I, I like that uh, that idea. It's just mm. kind of bringing light to it. Like, hey, here's a thing. Here's an issue that you know to think about. You know. Sure. And I I kind of that's really cool. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, that was what was interesting about it, and you know, I've done plenty of I've done plenty of traveling, which has just been about me. You know, it's been sort of mm. having fun and pushing my you know, per, kind of breaking down my preconceptions and all that, but ultimately just just about kind of having a having a cool adventure. Right. So it was nice to nice to do something that that had a bit more, a bit more, a bit more of a wider relevance. Right. Really. Definitely, man. I like that. Sounds that's awesome. Um, and I guess your other film is, that we haven't uh, I haven't really asked you about yet was Karoon. Um, yeah. And that one, that one's that one's already out as well. Yeah. Well, there's the Karoon is actually two films. There's, okay. there's there's a short film which is 15 minutes long and um, is free you know free to view online mm, at um, karoonfilm.com. Karoonfilm.com, yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Uh, but there's also a full length one which we are for for some reason we decided it would be clever to try and edit this and Karoon both films at the same time. <laughs> so, so that's also in the middle of being produced. So you have the fun task of working on two projects at once. Yeah, I mean, you know, nothing if not over ambitious and all right. that. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've got this full length version of it coming out, and, and and both films essentially tell the same story, which is following the longest river in Iran from ah. from one end to the other, from the source to the sea. Um, and cool. it turned out that doing in doing that, you see such a ridiculous variety of kind of landscapes and cultures um in in iran which is a really diverse place actually um you know when we when we found we went to find the source and we couldn't actually physically get to it because there it was waist deep snow and it was minus 10 degrees minus 10 celsius um Wow, I don't even, you know, when I think of uh, Iran, I don't even picture that landscape. So, like, that's just striking to me right now. Wow, snowy landscape. At the... Yeah, it looked like, you know, like northern Sweden in right. winter or something like that. It, or, you know, the kind of the Arctic tundra type, type thing. Yeah. Three, at 10,000 feet above sea level and, um, you know, yeah, waist deep snow and all this kind of thing. It was a real, real surprise. Yeah. Um, but then by the end of that journey, we were in 30, you know, 30 degrees. I'm a, I apologize. I, I work in Celsius because I'm from the UK. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. No worries. <laughs> so whatever. We have an international audience. Is. So, you know, <laughs> at least some portion of them are American. Well, a lot are American, but some people will know what Celsius. Sure. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty hot anyway. Pretty hot right. and arid and, and, and quite desert-like. How, how hot in Celsius was it, did you say? Oh, th- probably about 30. So yeah, that's pretty hot. I can't do the conversion, but I know that's hot. Yeah, I think like ninety something. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think. Um, but yeah, you know, you've had this huge kind of gradient of of, of, of climates and, and landscapes, and wow. we met all these incredible people, and you know, we we brought all this camping gear with us to, to try and follow the river because it was all by human power. We were doing it, walking and cycling mm. and a little bit of kayaking, and we brought all this camping gear, uh, thinking we'd be camping out every night because it was quite wild regions we were in. Turns out we uh, we only use the tent once, and then every other night 
for the for the kind of six week journey we were indoors and that was usually in someone's house that's um, awesome so people kind of just took you in, in. Yeah, exactly. We that just got so invited cool. in, and uh, you know, normally without any kind of real effort on our part, we would just rock up in a village, and the first so person cool. who saw us would would take it upon themselves to give us somewhere to stay and feed us, and just ha- ha- kind of hang out with us for, for for the evening. That is amazing. Um, you know, it's funny because back actually. Uh, our first guest on this podcast, his name was actually also Tom, and he was also a bicycler. Uh, he was, a, and he bicycled from uh, England to India, and he also went through Iran, and he had a very similar story. Um, and he, he was talking. I mean, when I asked him about Iran, his first thing was, his answer was hospitality, and he mm-hmm. he pointed the same thing that you're pointing to, which is like, um, I hear this a lot. Which I I feel like I need to get out there as I keep hearing all these really awesome things about Iran uh, through all the different guests I'm interviewing. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I think you know the thing about Iran is if you're if you're a politician, Iran's a big problem. But if you're a tourist, Iran is an absolutely bloody brilliant. Oh, you know, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's making That's an that interesting angle of it. <laughs> it's it, you know, there's more tourists out there than politicians. So I think you know we need to revise the way we see the place. Almost. Right. Well, you're um, doing a part in that by you know having this film. Uh, this is kind of showing another angle. You know, yeah, so. I really hope. I hope so. You know, the more people we can get it, I mean, that's one of the reasons we made that short film and mm. put it out for free because, you know, we've 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 got we've got to we've got to pay for the the, the long version because it costs money to make. But right, the short version, we just wanted to get it out to as many people as we could yeah. to show them what Iran looks like from the inside because it's not a particularly well understood place. I don't think uh, more Absolutely. so among travellers for sure, but you know, public at large, it's got a bit of a bit of an image problem absolutely so yeah yeah. no that's cool though and so i guess right so now you're working on uh what we call the director's cut of of karun (laughs) yeah the extended edition (laughs) (laughs) special extended edition (laughs) yeah i mean this is one of the ways in which i'm keeping all this whole travel lifestyle going is yes producing full-length films which you know i can i can justify putting a price tag on and people Absolutely. are quite happy to pay to watch it you know you can't do that with a short film but with a with a feature like an hour-long film yeah then you've, you've you've got a you've kind of got a product there yeah absolutely. And so um it's one way in which i can keep keep the um the bank balance in the black and and keep 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 on doing it and make more make more yeah. films you know so um i yeah. think that's wonderful man like in yeah and like i was saying much respect to you for you know Basically, yeah, what you've done is you've taken a travel lifestyle and you've created valuable content that people are, you know, willing to pay for and therefore it supports your lifestyle. And that's a really cool, you know, it's always that there's that challenge, um, finding that, that intersection, right, between your mm. passion and what you're good at and what people will pay for. You know? Exactly. And that's, <laughs> and that's what's taken so long. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> still to trying to figure that, that out myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's really cool seeing people doing it like yeah. yourself. And then the best thing is, I think, is that what I do for a living is is, is so perfectly aligned with what with my values. Mm. You know? mm. I, I'm not I'm not kind of compromising anything um, when I'm when I do my work. You know, I'm not I'm not working for a giant corporation whose whose kind of ethics I'm not really on board with right. or anything like that. It's you know making a living at the same time putting out messages which I I just think I just think need to be put out there. 
you know, regarding kind of cultural understanding and, uh, you know, respect for nature and all this kind of stuff. So it's yeah. um, and just the importance of travel and what it can teach you as well. It's um, it's 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 just it's a really nice kind of formula. Absolutely. Yeah. To be able to put out a positive message at the same time is, yeah, you, it's, you know, more icing on the cake on this whole thing, you know? Mm. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's really awesome. Um, so you've been doing this now for how long have you been doing this kind of, I guess the travel lifestyle? Um, I started traveling in 2007. Okay. That's like eight years. Yeah. About eight years ago. And, And I never really, I mean, I, I've, I've come back to the UK in, the, in, in that time, but I've never gone back to my previous path in life, I suppose. Yes. So yes. In, in, in a sense, I've, I've, I've never looked back from, from eight years ago. Everything Absolutely. I've done since has been some kind of out, outgrowing of what came before it. And it's all, it all revolves around travel yeah, um, yeah. and new experiences and new places and what that brings to, to your life. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. I relate to that for sure, uh, you know, in the sense like, you know, so right now, right, I'm here back at home base in Baltimore, but mm-hmm. I, even though I'm back here, I still haven't really turned back to the previous life, you know, it's still, sure. there was a, there was a deliberate change made in the trajectory of my life, and so, uh, yeah, and I don't think that's, there's really not, for I think for folks like you and I, it's like, it's almost like, there's no going back after a certain point, you know? No. I don't think there is. There is, but it's usually quite a depressing one. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah, but Um, it's it's definitely been a transitional... I mean, you you know, you grow up and you think, oh, you know, you should have this kind of plan for for what you're doing with with, with your life and what your purpose is. But I think um, one thing I've learned from travel is that that changes the whole time. Yeah, like a moving target, and that's okay. Exactly. The, The more flexibility you've got with that, the better, and being kind of stuck in a career that I didn't believe was for me, which is how I was before, was um, would never have never have brought any any real fulfilment. So, yep. travel's definitely done that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like so, I, yeah, I, I came from kind of a, a background of previously working a corporate job, and um, and I think the experience was good for what it was. It was kind of like a good experience to have had, and I was able to earn some money to be able to now explore my different passions. Uh, mm. But at this point, it sort of feels more fitting for me to. Um, pursue the entrepreneurial path, find a, a way to make my work and my income source more in line with my passions, you know? And so, um, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, I'm sure you'll agree. It's not, it's definitely no easier. No, life. not it's easy. It's probably a more, a more <laughs> difficult one, in fact. It, yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> but you do, ultimately, you get to get, you get to wake up in the morning and decide what you're going to do with your day. And then there's no one telling you, you're not, you're not beholden to anyone else in that sense. So. And that's it. It's the freedom yeah. aspect of it that really is appealing, you know. Um, and I think, like you said, you, you yourself were saying it took you a lot of iterations and trial to get there. I'm, I feel like I'm just like, you know, I'm on the same path, but a little bit like further back than where you've reached now. So it's cool just to see, oh, yeah, people that are, that are doing it like yourself. And, uh, you know, mm. I'm on that phase, the exploration testing phase and like figuring out where it is, what I fit, you know. Sure. Um, well, yeah, don't get me wrong. I definitely don't. I don't feel like I've got it all figured out. No, yet. you never do, though, right? It's always uh, it, that's the yeah. whole beauty of it too. Is it's uh, <laughs> but it's definitely working better than I could have hoped for. Yeah, think, which yeah. Is, which I, is a nice feeling. What kind of the beauty? Would you say the beauty? Part of the beauty is the fact that there's you're never really done learning and growing and figuring it out. It's just a, it's the journey itself that's kind of the uh, 
the point, yeah, I definitely. Guess. And, and the learning for me is really the, the key. If I if I reach a point where I'm not learning anything new, then you know that's a sign that something's something's not right. Yeah, absolutely. I think I get so, if I'm not like challenging myself, um, you know, once I get too things get I don't know too still. It's like hey, I need I need to mix it up, challenge myself, try something new, get it. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that drive that. It's that constant drive, right? <laughs> mm. Yeah, and I think he... Uh, also, I'm, I'm not going to speak for anyone else, but um, sometimes I really have to force myself to, mm. to do that. You know, and I, I do find that sometimes I spend weeks or even months kind of stagnating. Yeah, it comes in waves. Yeah, <laughs> wondering why I don't feel like things are going in the right direction, and then I realise I just need a real... to change, change things up completely. Yep. And, you know, just hand the keys back to the landlord, pack my bags and get on a plane somewhere is usually, usually a solution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can relate, man. It, yeah. I, I, myself, I also want to go on like these waves of like, where I feel like I'm stagnating, not making progress. And then like a period of like, maybe then a period of super productivity, you know, and there's mm. a, um, yeah, it's interesting. I guess it's the, maybe keeps life a, interesting. Definitely. It does keep life interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I enjoy it. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, um, so with all of this um, that you've done and are currently doing, um, what's something that you haven't done yet that you'd like to do? Oh, um, goodness me! <laughs> do you mean like a, in terms of traveling? Or anything at general, all in the universe? Travel thing. or any or anything? Well, uh, struggling for an answer, but I think. Um, one obvious one is is, is is relates to the trip as I'm doing next. Um, okay. Which is I'd, I'd really like to walk the length of a country. Awesome. Um, I think that would be literally real. walking the earth. Literally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm ha- I'm hoping that this summer will be the summer in which I do that. Um, and I think that well, there's definitely some kind of walking trip on the cards, and hopefully it'll be. It'll be this uh, this idea that I've had bubbling away for a while, which is, uh, if, if you're interested, it's to, to walk the length of Armenia. Cool. And awesome. now I've said that, I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds great. Um, that's, that sounds like a really cool... Uh, you know, are you going to film it, I assume, as well? I think I would rather write a book on this one. Oh, okay. I feel like I've filmed enough journeys in the last year or so. Yeah. Um, so it's going back to it's going back to writing and doing another travelogue would would would, would be nice. Yeah. Um, well, you know, when you have this book coming out, you should come back on and we can talk to you about that too. Mm. That experience. Uh, I don't know if your re- uh, listeners will be interested, but if anyone's wondering why the heck Armenia of all places. Yeah. Um, well, I could say you'll have to watch Janapar to 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 to, to find out. Ah, but, um, okay. <laughs> it has to do with. Um, the fact that when I was on my big bike trip, I actually ended up staying in Armenia quite a lot longer than I planned. I, I was on my way through from Georgia through Armenia to Iran at this point in 2008. And I thought I'd spend three days in Yerevan, which is mm. the capital of Armenia. Uh, I didn't actually leave Armenia for another nine months after that. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I basically became became a resident and we made friends and rented a, rented an apartment and all that kind of thing, and that was all because I met I met a girl there. Yep. Uh, we talked earlier about relationships. Life, being, uh, is this from your video? One of the previews, I think. Life found a different plan for you. I think yeah. I'm pulling that line directly from your 
video, your your preview video. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is actually in the in the trailer. For, yeah, for, yeah. For, for Janipar. That's how um, she goes, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so I've got a real history with Armenia, but I've never done a, an actual, really in depth exploration of the country. Um, I can speak the language and understand, and I think walking would be a really good way to capitalize on that. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. Are you gonna yeah, do real, this with your wife? I'd, I'd really like to. Yeah. yeah. And I'm currently working on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, working on getting her on board. <laughs> yeah, I think she's 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 theoretically interested in at least some of it, although the whole right. tree might be a little a step too far. It's it's probably about a month to six weeks worth of walking. Mm. So um, literally fairly, a step too far, right? <laughs> mm. Yeah, so fairly expensive. But uh, but yeah, we'll see we'll see how that goes. Um, that so, sounds yeah. awesome, man. Like uh, that sounds like it'll be really cool. I'm I'm definitely keen to hear about it. You know, if and when that kind of comes together and gels. Um, Mm. Which um, it sounds like it will, at one one form or another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's, um, let's let's see. Very awesome. Cool. And cool. So I guess um, folks that want to, I, I've I've listed, uh, mentioned very quickly throughout this episode various URLs, but I, what I'll do is with the show notes, the blog write up that goes along with this episode at wtepodcast.com, uh, I'll throw out the links to all of your different. Um, places that people all the different videos films uh that people can find you but the main place people should check out with uh is tom's bike trip.com is that right that's right yeah cool can they find you on like twitter also or facebook what where do you like people to interact yeah with you? Uh, tom's bike trip is the is the handle i've been using for okay. years for all um, the different social medias yes exactly i mean now i'm doing walking trips i should probably rethink it but for the moment tom's walking Tom, trip <laughs> tom's, tom's bike trip cool um, well, so that folks can go to tomsbiketrip.com or use that uh, handle to find Tom on different social media. But again, like I said, uh, I'll also link up to the various different films, you film websites individually, and different other stuff we've mentioned throughout this episode. I'll link to that on the blog uh, show notes right up at wtepodcast.com. Um, Tom, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, hmm. well, thanks yeah, for having me. It's been it's been a really good chat, actually. Really, yeah. really interesting chat. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was really my pleasure. I, I think uh, you know, much, like I said, much props to you, and uh, really appreciate you sharing this. And um, yeah, and folks listening at home, I hope you have enjoyed this uh, this edition of Walking the Earth podcast. Um, as mentioned, you can subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher, uh, and you can find more episodes or more information about Tom at our website, wtepodcast.com. And so for now, we will... How do you say goodbye in Armenian, Tom? Um, Ajo Huchun. All right, for now we will say Ajo Huchun. Did I I butcher it completely? Pretty much. Okay. Um, But don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we will say farewell for now, and we will catch you next time.